So I'm going to be talking about God's ultimate gift. Now you need to understand clearly that, and let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you again, Lord, for the privilege. The songwriter says, there is no higher calling or greater honor than to kneel or bow before your throne. I'm amazed at your glory. Embraced by your worship. Oh Lord, I live to worship you. Thank you for even the lyrics of these songs because they are prophecy. They came from you. Every ability we have, we got from you. And I thank you for the life of your servants, handmaidens and men servants. Thank you for our children also. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, there are gifts. In fact, the Bible says that if you then being evil, Luke eleven thirteen, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? It says men who are not perfect have enough sense to give good gifts to their children. Quality education. Those who can afford it will buy cars for their children. Some will build houses for them. Some just move into their own house at marriage. Some, their parents just will literally everything to them. Now he says that if you men, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Your heavenly father. So God knows how to give good gifts. Because first of all, he knows what a good gift is. Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. So the excelling gifts, ultimate gifts, obviously, comes from the Lord. Now, here, he talked about the Holy Spirit in the context of gifts. Because he said, men who are evil know how to give good gifts to their children. How much more your heavenly father would give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So he's saying that the Holy Spirit is a gift. Obviously, the ultimate gift. You see, our gift of salvation is great. So great is salvation. And it's free. You are saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God. It's a gift of God. Great, great, great gift salvation. Probably nothing can surpass that. But you need to understand that a salvation is a person. The salvation is first of all a person and what the life that proceeds from him. Are we here? So Jesus is our ultimate gift. But you need to understand that in the revelation of the Godhead, the final manifestation and revelation of God is the Holy Spirit. It is important to know that. Now let me explain something here. 
almost every time people are introduced to salvation in Christ there would be a reference or a hint almost immediately about the Father and especially the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized every one of you then you may receive the gift of the Spirit. If thou knowest the gift of God and the one telling you to give him water you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. He was talking about salvation of course but he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And go and preach everywhere, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, he said, when you preach to the people, introduce them, as a matter of fact, immerse them in the Father, in the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because in the revelation and manifestation of God, in the purpose of God, there is no way you can have full grip on the divine work without knowing the three distinct persons in God and their speciality. So Jesus will personally introduce you to the Holy Spirit just as the Father was personally have to introduce to the son because without him you cannot be saved so suffice us to say that the holy spirit is that ultimate gift and yesterday i talked about the gifts of the spirit you see i talked about the gifts of the spirit you see but today i'm not talking about the gifts of the spirit i'm talking about the person himself because in managing the anointing which are endowments of supernatural energy it's easier to manage the anointing if you know the person of the anointing what i'm saying is that if you know how to work with the holy spirit it's easy to manage the anointing as a matter of fact you don't have to worry about whether you feel anointed today you don't feel anointed tomorrow or whether it's like the presence lifted a little bit or it's like the presence is not very heavy today you don't have to worry about those feelings if you actually know the person of the holy spirit as a matter of fact you have a grip on the anointing and you can always manage the flow of supernatural energy if you understand or know how to walk with the holy spirit now to fully benefit from the godhead you must understand the uniqueness of their personalities that is even the first reason why they are separated because in essence they are one it is so that you can have a full i give milk as my example always you know milk is the most complete food it has every nutrient every vitamin in it especially the breast milk it has everything in it God in his wisdom just put everything every nutrient every mineral into just breast milk and then the child just takes it and has everything but because milk is the jack of all trade he's the master of none 
That is why we are wind to now start taking specific foods. That's the reason. Without vitamin K, calcium will not be transported and absorbed. It should be in your system. Without vitamin K2, not K1. K1 takes care of other stuff, your blood clot and, you know, when you are bleeding and all that. K2. So, I intentionally can take a particular food so I can have the maximum blessing or nutrient that God has deposited in that particular food being it vegetable, cereal or or anything or fruit or anything so we could have just absorbed the whole Godhead in one dose and of course it happens at salvation but when you start to grow you need to understand this person of the Holy Spirit and engage him and fully benefit from the reason why they had to be separated God the Father first and then God the Son came for 33 years and then God the Holy Spirit is now here for over 2,000 years now if you don't do that you will be deficient it's just as simple as that I'm telling you you can have the ultimate of the glory of God all that God has for you somebody has to be speaking in tongues amen when it comes to dealing with the father there is a key word that engages the father I'm talking about the New Testament you see and it's called love Jesus is the love of God packaged when it comes to dealing with the son sweetheart you believe in God but believe also in me believing in Jesus is even more important than believing in God I know you believe in God but believe also in me because if you believe in God and don't believe in Jesus it's zero so when it comes to engaging Jesus his finished work must be believed and appropriated when it comes to dealing with Jesus the word is grace but it is appropriated by faith sweetheart when it comes to the Holy Spirit the word is fellowship now if you don't understand this you have a big problem and then you have all this Holy Spirit all this Holy Spirit and you are stuck in life 
you need everybody to help you. You need a doctor to help you. You need a bank to help you. You need your friends to help you. You need your father to help you. You need your mother-in-law to help you. Which is a prophet to help you. You are helpless in the midst of help. You can't even find your way in life. Because you don't know how to engage the Holy Spirit. You don't know how to operate the machine. You say the machine, and yet, I say. The instructions are there. You don't know how to operate the thing. You say the thing, I say. The thing is not good. Sweetheart, there is just a way power flows. That's a way to engage the Holy Spirit. And the word is koinonia. And it means so many things. But one of the meanings of that word is friendship. Home Kronkron and Yonkufa. Pastor Edward has taught us. Now let me say this to you. God always wanted to be your friend, but he found that in the Holy Spirit. See, let me say something to you. Some of you wish that you are living in the days of Abraham so that God will come and be coming to your house like he was doing to Abraham. God is able to do that well, more than what he did for Abraham. He's able to do that properly in the Holy Spirit. So your friendship with God happens. It's even possible in the first place. Only through the Holy Spirit. And let me say this. Now, some of you forgot what I said before I started speaking. I said I was delayed for about an hour in my hotel room because of this. That's why I'm preaching. Because this is why the Lord delayed me. You need time with the Holy Spirit. Please, don't take that for granted. You need to listen to Him. You need to wait for him. Honey, you have a date. Oh, he's not here. I'm gone. I'm busy. Meanwhile, the person we are talking about here is not your boyfriend. He's your God. Who decided to come to your level? Who should wait for who? He has been waiting for you all this time. And just a little time. Just a little time that you have to wait. Before you step out. You think he doesn't deserve it. That's why me, I tell people that the first word when it comes to the Holy Spirit is reverence. If that one is out, just forget about everything. It's a joke. If you can't revere him. Everything is out. Worship is out. Everything is out. Because worship is based on reverence. In fact, that's actually the meaning. Now, the most important of everything I've said so far is this next statement I'm going to make. Now, what I just said, everybody say it loud. 
out of everything I've said so far, the most important line is the one I'm about to say. Being sensitive to his leadings. That's the secret of success. That's what Jesus spent 30 years learning. How I can just hear this man talk to me and I follow him. That's all. How I can be led. No, don't do this. Don't put your head in there. Don't do this. Go here. It's time to move. Invest here. It's time to leave this country. Don't do this. This one. This way. Not yet. Do it faster. This is your time. This is your window. Take that opportunity. Be strong. This is not a time to just say, oh, enyefi, enyefi. This time, put your head inside. Sweetheart, he's your coach for life. You need to understand how the anointing works. And we've explained this several times. The woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was not even going to her house. That was not the item. I want you to see how powerful faith is in the release of the anointing. We say purpose is the ultimate. Here, Jesus was not even going to the... The woman was not the item. Jesus was being ordered. So, from this place, then we go here, then here, then here. So, he was actually going to Jerusalem's house. And a woman was running out of time. She's been bleeding for 12 years. And she saw that window of opportunity. Now, even if you're your menses among the Jews, you're already unclean. Ceremonial unclean. And anybody who touches you. So when you are bleeding, dear, you are very unclean. She broke all the laws. She went into the crowd, broke all the law, touched them. Because that's the way her way to get into the press. And then said, if I but only touch the hem of his garment, she doesn't have to come to my house. She doesn't have Just the garment. The Bible didn't say, and Jesus healed her. No. That was later. That is a woman, your faith has made you whole. Power came automatically, even without Jesus' permission. Wherever there is faith, power flows. The way the anointing flows. The way the power of the Holy Spirit works. It's through faith. And I've preached on this in several messages with the scriptures that the way the power of the Holy Spirit flows is by faith. The Bible says that only this will I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Galatians 3, 2. By the hearing of faith is the answer. Galatians 3, 5 says, He that ministered the Spirit and worked miracles, does he do it by the work of the law or through the hearing of faith? The answer is the hearing of faith. The person who is ministering the spirit, he does it by faith. The person who is working miracles, by faith. The Bible says that Jesus became a curse for us. When he hung on the tree, as written, cast him out who hangs on the, on the tree. 
that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us that we might obtain the promise of the spirit by faith Galatians 3.14 you receive the promise of the spirit by faith John 7 37 and 38 the last day of the feast the great day Jesus cried and said come unto me and drink all you that test come to me and drink as the scripture said he that believeth out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water and this he spake of the Holy Ghost that those who believe should receive in that scripture to receive the Holy Ghost you believe and for the Holy Ghost anointing to flow out of your belly you believe so the way you receive the power and the way it is dispensed both are by faith now some people wonder why the gifts of the spirit is not manifesting in their life see that we start prophesying by faith too. if you are afraid you will never prophesy yes the reason why the gifts are not manifesting is you are afraid it happens by faith so we need to understand how the anointing works Yesterday, I taught on atmospheres. And the climax was that thing the Holy Spirit dropped. How a man of God was, his anointing was provoked. Elisha, when he said tomorrow about this time, this nation, they will sell one olonka of rice for one city. It was when the king sent to cut his head. That was when he was provoked and he gave that prophecy. You can go and check. So, anger. Do you know why we are like this, like a nation? It's because of complacency. We have never really been pushed. No, no, no. Ghana, everything is fine, fine. Well, at least fine. Everything is fine. No, no. So, we are not stretched. So, the thing in us nothing is shaking out we are okay we are comfortable too comfortable but you see the anointing must be stirred there must be the stirring of the water that is how it happens when i was secondary school form two i memorized some few definitions and the definition for evaporation hello the layman says the escape of water vapor into the atmosphere the scientific definition is evaporation is the process whereby a liquid loses its most energetic molecules causing a fall in temperature therefore cooling the rest of the remaining liquid now the most energetic molecules they get into the atmosphere when the water is boiling that's when the thing happens and people don't understand you have to stir the anointing you have to induce the anointing let me say something to you when a woman is pregnant to a particular point the baby is fully ready and must come out but for some reasons the baby is not able to come out what do they do they do what 
there is induction of labor. They induce the woman. Why? If the baby remains in that situation and the woman remains in that situation for a very long time, it can affect both. Sometimes the anointing must flow even if it doesn't want to flow. Because it is crucial. So you must induce it. People don't get these things. Honey, you think that you'll be there when you feel the anointing, then you do it. When you don't feel the anointing, you don't do it. No, it doesn't work like that. Sometimes I read and the anointing is not coming, so you have to induce it. Elisha was not happy. Now, when somebody's not happy, it's different from when somebody's provoked to anger. These are two different things. When you are not happy, you are dull. So Elisha was not happy with one of Ahab's grandchildren. And they came to him for prophecy. He said, You. Go to the prophets of your mother and the prophets of your father to give you prophecy. That's what Elisha said. Then the king said, ah, I knew it. I knew we are finished. So when he sounded like that repentant, then the prophet said, if not because of Jehoshaphat, I won't even look at you. Now he has to prophesy. But the anointing was not there because the man was not happy. He said what? Bring me a minstrel. Actually, anything that makes a prophet happy will make him prophesy. That's why even sometimes even negative things can make somebody prophesy. And people don't understand. They say he's using an evil spirit. Not really. Because the anointing works not just in your spirit but in your soul. Excitement. When I see bright colors... I see beautiful things. It excites me. And I'm able to prophesy. I already told you that even anger, provocation, can make somebody prophesy. You, you have an anointing and you don't know how to manage the anointing. You don't know how to stay the anointing. For somebody who's just 15 minutes hot prayer, he's ready. Yes, you need to know what really works for you. Yesterday I took my time and explained. You need to understand your anointings because you see the anointing is both supernatural energy flowing from the Holy Spirit into your spirit but it goes into your soul like I said. It impacts your soul. Because as I mentioned and I will close with in a moment there's something called inspiration. And inspiration impacts you not just on your spirit plane, spiritual plane, but your emotions. And the anointing also is the endowment of supernatural energy. So now, they gave you holy emotions and holy energy. And sometimes it is sweetened or adapted. To your mannerism, your personhood, your temperament, and things. Or the other way around. 
your temperament and mannerism has a way it can affect your performance so you must learn how to create the atmosphere and i said it here all athletes know it there are certain foods that make you dull doc sometimes i don't get people you are not able to sleep just google 12 foods that will make you sleep that's the first thing before you even start taking any medicine unless it's, a, it's an extreme case because there are certain foods when you eat them you are dull it's not a demon and those of us who have been in this job for long we know some things not to eat before we go and preach we need to understand how the gift functions how the Holy Spirit functions we need to understand that the gifts of the Spirit is the primary evidence manifestation display demonstration exhibition of the Holy Spirit so you can't talk about manifestation of the Holy Spirit without talking about the gifts of the spirit that is the primary way as a matter of fact the simple evidence of the holy spirit is prophecy the first way the holy spirit wants to show that he's around is prophecy so you can't be talking about the holy spirit or the anointing and not talk about the gifts of the spirit that's why paul said i don't want you to be ignorant not just because of the excesses you need to know how it works. This morning, those of us who are here in this morning service, we had an incredible time. And when we finished, the Lord just dropped something in my spirit. And I just mentioned it. How to prophesy. By the way, all the tapes for the conventions, you must get them. So the gifts of the spirit is key. But apart from the gifts of the spirit there is something called the fruit of the spirit that is the harvest the ultimate i'm going to say that again the ultimate that's why we call it fruit the thing has grown and is now bearing fruits as for anointing it's just the instant one you can get born again today and speak in talks today. But the fruits take time. Especially all the fruits. The ultimate of the spirit is the fruit. So that one too, you cannot talk about the Holy Spirit without talking about the fruit. In fact, I always say to people that even anointing operates by the fruit. Because you must have joy to flow. I said it, right? When a prophet is excited. And then peace. And then love. 
Do you know that you can't minister correctly when you are hurt? That's why usually there must be worship before the preacher. Because sometimes we are not happy. Something makes us angry. Especially if you are a pastor and you are pastoring people for a long time. All kind of things happen in church. So, and when you stand behind the pulpit angry, you see that instead of blessing the people, you'll be cursing them. So, love, love, patience, all these things. So, we need to understand the place of the gifts, the fruits. And then another thing we also need to understand, I'm finishing, is the word of God. Now, many times in the Bible, I was in a, in a car some few days ago and someone was preaching on sunny FM. And he said that, in fact, he was quoting that long scripture in Peter which says, Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, you know, and all that list. And he, he was saying that sometimes people say, ah, all these plenty things, how should I do all of them? Because they think that it's just one thing. And he was telling them, no, this is your eye. You see it just like this. There are about 300 and something things that make the eye to work. Just the eye alone. And he said, a car, just for a car to move, there are about 4,000 parts, 4,000 parts put together to make just a car to move. But we think that just one thing should work. One thing, I'm praying and money is not coming. And he said, that prayer is not a primary. The Bible doesn't say that prayer is a primary cause of financial prosperity it may be secondary or tertiary but that's not the first thing now graciously God has said to us at the mouth of two or three witnesses to at least it cannot be one thing it has to be at least two or three things and most of the time the Holy Spirit always works with the word the Holy Spirit always works with the word because in the Godhead, there are three. So it's either the three or two. Because two or three is the same. Two is human witness. Three is divine testimony. And God's intention is that the human testimony should become the divine testimony. So at the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter is established. So the Holy Spirit, in isolation, doesn't want to do things. Because he said, at the mouth of every two or three witnesses, that is why you hear the person he will bring to your remembrance the things that i have taught you so it is it becomes easier for the holy spirit to lead you when you have the word of god because if you are hearing a voice you must measure that voice with scripture so that the devil doesn't talk to you we all we're on veil face looking at the mirror the glory of the Lord. The mirror is the word of God. I've been transformed into that same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. You see the word of God and the spirit of God. 
The Bible says none of these shall lack his mate. He created them in pairs. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. His spirit has gathered it. You see, the mouth of the Lord, which is the word, the spirit. Open your mouth and thank the Lord. Amen. Okay. The final thing I want to talk about in relation to the person of the Holy Spirit as the gift. The ultimate gift. The last thing I want to talk about is the prophetic. You see, the prophetic is very simple. Very simple. Very simple. The prophetic simply means the move or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. That is why you don't see the prophetic in the New Testament as in prophet, prophet in the New Testament because being replaced by the Spirit. Because that's what it is. Now, when we say something is prophetic, what it means is that that thing has the evidence of the Holy Spirit. It means that thing has the Holy Spirit as his source, the Holy Spirit at the center of its manifestation. Specifically, it means that a thing is in the will and purpose of God. The thing is in a time, is in the will of God, so it's in God's timing and purpose. Now, the prophetic has got to do with the revelation and the realization of the purposes of God. The essence of the prophetic is the will of God. And the only person that God can trust with his will is the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is on a man, the man will do exactly what God wants. So you need the prophetic to know the will of God, to do the will of God, and to finish the will of God. Because the prophetic is the move of the Holy Spirit. Don't be surprised that the prophetic has such publicity. It has its proper place. Only that the prophetic is bigger than just personal prophecy or word of knowledge. Now, 
Let me say this and I close. I gave an example of a mast or a, an antenna. A telecom mast erected here. It has a radius. It has a coverage area. When you are in the coverage area, you are connected. When you get out of the radius, which means the influence of that power, it affects your connectivity. That's why you say network problem or something. Or you're out of coverage area. So the prophetic is that magnetic field created by the Holy Spirit. That radius of the Spirit. So the prophetic is the radius of the Spirit. Now, everything that happens there is just automatically connected to the Holy Spirit. So it enjoys all the power of the Holy Spirit. But we also need to understand that the further you are away from the mass, the intensity of the power decreases. Are we here? So there is such a thing as being at the center of God's will or being at the center of the anointing. So what happens is that I'm a prophet by calling. I have many other gifts, but my dominant gift, ministry gift and calling is a prophet. I have other gifts that help, but have my dominant gift. Then I have other gifts also that help me to do other things, but they conflict sometimes with my major. Because you need to understand that a prophet's gift and strength is in precision. So he has no business beating about the bush. He's either saying what God is saying or, or let's forget it. So the apostle can speak the whole counsel of God but the prophet speaks the specific mind of God. The apostle will say all that has to be said. The prophet will say only what has to be said. And so God also makes sure that his gift is inspirational, extemporaneous, at the spell of the moment, right there. So, if I get into counseling, my prophetic gift can help me and all the things I'm counseling are prophetic. I'm just telling you everything that I need to tell you. But if I stretch it like a regular counselor, you pull your chair, me too, I pull my chair. And I'm counseling you for one hour. We finish. Next, I pull chair. You two. I counsel you for another one hour. Next, and there are 15 people there who have come to be counseled. What will happen is that even if there is some anointing in what I'm doing, I am moving out of my area of grace and strength. So it diminishes. So your success and excellence is in your area of gifting. Your dominant gift. 
I've said before that what pleases God the most about you, apart from your faith, which is general, what pleases God the most is faith. But what pleases God about you as an individual the most is when you are using your gift because that is his pleasure. This is why I made you. So when you are in it, you are fulfilling that purpose. So there is no greater secret to success apart from listening to the Holy Spirit and staying in your dominant gift or using your dominant gift. That's the whole secret. There are many other things, endurance, perseverance, and all those things, but basically, this is it. There are a lot of enduring people that are average. Use your gift. Everything I've said is important, but in the sermon, I said the particular line that was the most important for me. Which one is that? Being sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. Look at me. It's so sad that what I have mentioned as the most important is the most ignored. Not because people don't want to know the will of God, but because they don't know how we are led. What they know is that, oh, there's a powerful prophet there. He can mention your name. He can mention the date. He can mention your father's name, where you are coming from, the accident that killed your great-great-grandfather. He knows everything. When you go, he will just tell you everything. Wrong, 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 wrong. Hundred times wrong. The way we are led in the New Testament is by the inner witness. The Holy Spirit excusing or restricting you in the inner man. The liberty in your heart. The joy and the peace. That is how the Holy Spirit leads us in the New Testament. And that is number one. That's the primary way. There are other secondary and tertiary ways God will lead you. But God is not compelled leading you by those ways because that's not a primary way. He leads people. You know, when you read your Bible, everything mystery, 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 mystery. All important is mystery, mystery, mystery. That mystery means secret. How can I be in my room in secret and I want to whisper something that is personal? It's not for public consumption to my wife. Then I'll go out and be shouting it for everybody to hear. So the Holy Spirit is in your heart and your destiny is so sacred and personal to you that he will whisper it to you. But because at the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established, you may receive a prophecy to confirm it or there may be some events to confirm it. But those are external witnesses. And the devil can duplicate it. But the inner witness, the devil cannot. So though dreams and visions are good, the devil can give dreams. So the dream is not number one. Oh, the other sister was praying, he said he had a dream. It's not number one. That's not the number one way God leads you. It's tertiary. Sensitivity to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Listen to your heart. And you know, those of us who have been doing the right thing, people were disappointed in us. 
How can I go to a whole prophet? I need direction. I need to know what to do. And then he will just pray with me and say, listen to your heart. What? Sometimes people don't take it lightly. They take it like you have ignored them. You know the thing. You don't want to tell them because you're a prophet. You're supposed to know because you, keep, you, are, you just see things. And you don't want to tell them or you are not a prophet. Because by the time I arrive, God should have told you my mission. Okay, so you add today's CD to yesterday's CD. And then you can take your time and listen to it. Uh, for Amen. Jesus, you brought heaven. 
cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thine Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of thine salvation. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thine Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me. Joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit. I see the Lord give you rest, and my presence will go with you, and I'll give you rest and renew a right spirit within and renew a right spirit. Renew and rise. I don't be what Jesus. I don't be what Jesus says. I don't be what I don't be what Jesus I don't be what you said. I don't be what you said. I don't be what you say. I don't Lift up your hands.
And just pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit.
your very own. You are faithful. 